We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda. And my camera is weird, but chat, I came prepared. Bam, you get my dog instead. I I don't know how to fix the camera, but... I can instantly do it that way, all right? So so we're going to do it that way. Barracuda, as per usual, and we got special guest Benji coming on the show. Benj, thanks so much for uh, for coming on. I'm going to be honest, man. I would have asked you to come on earlier, but I thought you would have said no. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I understand that. <laughs> oh. I, I would have thought I would have said no as well. Like, I'm not really sure why I'm here. That's well, what it is. It's the perfect storm, man. You were going off on Twitter, three whole tweets in one night. That's how you know stuff was going wild. We have a ton of stuff to go over here today. I mean, an insane upset today in SPL. I think is where we should start because it's the most uh, it's the most recent. Look, the Scarabs. Um, They've got uh, they've got potential, yada yada. We're not on broadcast. Let's call a spade a spade. This team, no one expected them to be that good. Phase one, it was going to take them mm-hmm. some time to do anything at all. But the J- I don't know if you like shattered the mentals of I the. I think J- we did. Do you really think? Do you actually think that's what happened, Barra? Dude, they played so weird. I think their front line just looked so awkward. And normally, their front line is like one of the most cohesive front lines in SPL. And then today. They just look lost, man. They, yeah. They look so weird. Fine in particular, yeah, man. Sure. He had a really, like, rough week, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, Haddock's looked really good, of course. And, again, all of this conversation is not to take away from their opponents. But yeah. Fine certainly did not play at the, at the same level. I mean, Benji, I, I'm assuming you watch solo laners a little bit more closely than the other roles. What did you see in their in their Dragons matches this week um, on yeah, that side sure. of the map? Yeah, for sure. I mean... Even just scrimming them recently, they've been playing a little weird. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't rate, like, my team that highly right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'll definitely need a bit more time to 
kind of get our shit together. But we we've been doing pretty well versus the dragons and scrims, and that I don't know. Even in scrims, they were doing a lot of weird stuff that was, pre in my opinion, pretty obviously not going to work in this meta. And mm -hmm. instead of like practicing the more meta things, which was like kind of surprising to me, I think they got punished a bit for that. I don't know if they're getting cocky or maybe if things aren't working for them and they're trying new stuff. But yeah, they're they're definitely looking a little off. But you know, not not to take away from the scarabs, like they played sick. Yeah, they they played super well, man. I, I was very impressed with them for sure. I don't know the the Artemis pick is what everyone was talking about. Barry, is <laughs> it trolling? It. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you loved it. <laughs> is it actually good or are you just trolling? I've been wanting to play Artemis for a long time, and every time you're like top three in your ADC, and I'm just like, I just want to play Artemis here. I don't think Artemis is the reason they lost that game. <laughs> But also, I didn't see the game. But I don't think Artemis is the reason. He had lots of damage. He died twice, which, I mean, you know, that means he had an impactful game. He doubled Steve's damage that game. I mean, that's super impactful, too, you know. Play damage, very relevant stat in today's SPL. Yep, always. And, oh. uh, yeah, I didn't actually see the game, unfortunately. But I would assume Artemis is not the reason that they lost. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if PCAT is like bored of the current ADC meta because it's only like four characters, like three or four characters that everyone's picking in SPL right now. And I don't know if he's just like bored, like picking Rama and Artemis, or if he thought that those were best in slot or what. I'm He probably thought sure. it was good because usually he's down to just play the same two characters every single game. For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Like, like every ADC player, like yeah. the Rama Cupid meta, dear Lord. Literally yeah. every game. I think ADCs yeah. have the least. They're the they're the classes that are the most down to play the same characters over and over again mm -hmm. and build the same things. Like other classes start getting tilted when there's not build variety, but ADCs usually are like down to just spam it. I would love to build anything but the current OP crit build, but it's just too good not to build right now. Like if you go to Fire Giant or Gold Tree without a crit build, it takes ten seconds longer. Like, dude, it's nerf crit, bro. It's yeah. so annoying to build every game. <laughs> Benji, I'm assuming you're on that same train that you're sick of yeah. going against crit? I mean, dude, Zap said the build was balanced. And Zap has what? been complaining about ADC builds for years. Like, Zap has said <laughs> that hunters suck for years. So if he thinks it's balanced, you know it's like the most <laughs> broken shit ever. <laughs> like, if Zap thinks it's balanced, it's... it is off of the charts broken. <laughs> There's no <laughs> shot he thinks it's balanced. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is ridiculous. Like, it, it's probably the strongest hunter build I can remember. Like, yeah. you have an infinite gold hack. You have, like, max attack speed, max crit, <laughs> full pen. Like, you literally have everything. You can yeah. literally two-shot a squishy. Every frontliner, including the jungler, has to build spectral now. Like, fantastic. All for one build. Like, yeah. Listen, so annoying. Barra, just get, just remember this moment and how annoyed you are now for whenever mm -hmm. it gets nerfed into the ground and your whole role is worthless. And you're going to be all, you're going to come on the podcast. You'll be like, oh, hunters suck now. We can't do anything. Just remember this. You know, you had your time. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I enjoy crit, but as long as it's not, like, super OP. And it's still, like, the same in lane, where if you get crit, you just lose the 1v1, which is not fun. And there's, like, zero thought going into every ADC build. You can't build Ickable against, like, auto-attack junglers, because crit's just better. You can't build Oboe against, like, frontlines you know are going to be stacking up in team fights. You literally just have to go crit every game. And it takes all the brain power out of ADC. I mean, 
There's already like no brain power in it. Yeah, so what it, what brain power to take, bro? You're in the negatives already. All yeah. right. <laughs> it also makes builds really boring in other roles because we already have like one less item to work with because mm -hmm. of starters. Mm -hmm. And then like if you think about it, there's six item slots. Like you have boots, you have a starter, and you have spectral every single game for tanks. Yep. So you're only working with like three items. It makes tank builds really boring as well. Right, definitely so, a lot less opportunity for variety. I'm assuming, you know, mid-season's coming up, things always get shaken up a little bit there, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's been pretty vocal about crit, so we'll see what the design team decides to do in that regard. All right, we can't spend too much more time on this, because, guys, we have so much drama to go over. There was so much... There was so much trash talk on Twitter, which was awesome. Okay, I have to say this, though. Variety was just tweeting about it. Trash talk between SPL players. Awesome, and it, I can't get enough of it. I'm always down. Trash talk from random people tweeting at pro players. Hella lame and no one cares. Like, n just no one cares. It, don't harass these players. I don't care if you think they're bad. No one cares, dude. I don't know. That that stuff just tilts me. And then, like, Panda Cat retweeted some guy who's been in his mentions. Awesome dunk by Panda Cat. Loved that. And then the guy goes, oh, nobody can get in your head. It's like, bro, you don't get to just sit there and tweet at me forever and then... And then be like, oh, I got you to respond to me. Like, that's such a weak, that's such a weak point of view, bro. I don't know. How, like, do you guys deal with a lot of hate tweets? Because I get, I get some, like, hate DMs about my casting or my, or, really? like, hate tweets. Oh, yeah. About how, I got that's one great. today about being too biased for your, for you guys, Barra. Um, whenever you guys were getting <clears throat> dumpstered by the kids. I know! I'm the what? meanest team to you guys by far! I am the meanest <laughs> caster by far. By far. And no, and, and, I, and I get constant tweets about how biased I am for you, how I'm biased for the oh, dragons, God. how I'm biased for the leviathans, how I'm biased for the titans. Everyone thinks, and, and they all do. Every caster gets those. Um, you literally go out of your way to roast me or my team. Well, yeah, like you guys should just it, get better. No, you're doing it intentionally so people don't think you're like being nice to us and I support yeah. it. I think that's good. Yeah. And uh, I, well, I don't agree with what PCAT did, like the tweeting towards the random guy, cause that just gives him attention. Sure. And now if you're a troll looking to get clout on Twitter, that just gives them more ammunition and more like say so to go ahead and troll pros to get a response. Yep. Like that's literally all they're looking for. And I think, I mean, obviously he's slam dunk the kid or whatever, but I just don't like responding to like the randoms on Twitter because it literally just fuels them, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I gotta, I, I'll have you uh, respond in a second here, Benji. But when in Rome in the chat said, Gormizer is a thousand percent biased towards dragons, I promise you, dog, he does not care who wins. None of us care who wins a given game. Let me be honest with you, the vast majority of the time, we're hoping that whoever won the first game wins a second because we're hungry and we're cranky and the headsets hurt our ears and we're ready to get out of there, okay? That's what we actually, that's where the bias comes from, is that if it's, it's fast games and then we're out of there real quick. So I, I promise you, Gore doesn't care. Benji, go ahead. Especially when games were best of five in like season oh six. Oh my god! Like oh. every single time, like it was like two up. You would just be like, "Please win! Just like <laughs> yeah. please win the third game! Like we want to go home, dude!" Yes, dude. No, it... That's probably the most bias I've seen from casters. In a while. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess one of the benefits of being like not very active on social media is I, I don't really get anything, and I, I have my notifications pretty much muted on Twitter. So if anyone's talking shit at me, I don't see it. But. 
You're just you're just vibing and doing your thing, bro. And I I I'm love vibing, it. Dude. I've got yeah. so I've got so much respect for that. It, it, Benji kind of no, you're notorious for not exactly uh, spamming the ranked cues. We'll we'll put it that way. That you know everyone says yeah. you're just showing up for for scrims, then you're showing up for SPL. But you just own like every year. I don't get it. What's gonna What's it gonna take for you to actually like play the game outside of scrims? Because you'd be the well, best player in the world instantly. I thought you smurfed all the time. No, that, that was the old me. I'm just oh. don't play now. <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, when, when people get better, then I'll, I'll grind more because I'm still super competitive. But, you know, if I if I don't have to practice to beat everyone, then I'm not going to practice. Like, <laughs> I mean, you kind of went off this deep. whole week, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like you were you you guys looking better has just been scary camping your lane and then you picking Kakullin and just going monkey mode on him. Yeah, I mean it, it's pretty easy to camp solo right now, so we're just vibing. I think uh, I think for good reason. Um, okay, so we talked a little. Oh no, we didn't even talk about all the all the Twitter drama. Let's t let's talk about what kind of kicked it off, and I'm just going to take all the credit here, which was the roster apocalypse video um, that that we made. Uh, it took a long time. Bear, remember when we were talking about you saying that you turned down PK twice on the podcast? You were just going to come out and say yep. it at the very beginning of the year. Uh, yep. I'm glad that we did it the way we did it, uh, even mm -hmm. though it took some time. Um, how much response did you get, Barra, from from that video? Did you have a lot of people asking you questions? And um, if you want a, a soapbox to expand upon your point now on, on why you made the decision you did, I suppose this is the best time to do it. Um, I had a few angry people, but I think a lot of the people that should have been angry at me were angry at Jake instead for his, like, 100%'s not 100% thing. Great line, and by the way. Great line. Really <laughs> funny line. <laughs> and I think I should have gotten more flack because, I mean, I literally said that on Sunday we're sticking together or whatever. And so for me to even consider another offer is scummy, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think I would... I don't know. I don't know if I would still consider an offer like that. Because it's just so much stress. And it kind of sucks that you have to do it in, like, a day. Yes. Like, you don't have more time to think about it. Everything's, like, crammed together. Yes. Um, and it moves so fast. Like, things yep. change so quickly during that time. Every time at 8 or 9 p.m., all hell breaks loose. Every night, everyone starts, like, joining that Discord. And everything starts breaking down. <laughs> And that happens literally every night after Worlds. Right after Worlds. Even when Worlds was in person, it's literally at the after party. Oh, yeah. It's right after a team loses. People literally immediately start scrambling, trying to find options. Dude, while I'm, while I'm drinking at the after party, I'm, like, looking to see which players from different teams are talking to each other. Like, I'm trying to get so I can DM them later and ask, like, what they were talking about. Because I know yep. they're, they're trying to team, bro. Like, it, it, it happens so fast. It's a mess. And I have always valued sticking together and kind of improving as a unit and just playing with the same players. I've kind of always had that mindset. And I mean, the biggest change was leaving like Jeff and Andy and Aqua and like all those people that I've been playing with forever mm -hmm. to now join to playing with this uh, group of players now. And I was kind of on that same mindset going into this year. And. I really enjoy playing with Lass and Vin, like if it was Lass support and Zungle, which sounds very meme <laughs> but I truly think that that would have been good. It would have taken some time, but I think it would have been good. 
Yep. And I mean, I heard your yep there. I know what kind of. I don't even need to see your face. I literally know what face you're. That making team right would not now. have been that good, bro. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have been that good. Come on now. No, it's it's fine. It w we would have been good. Okay. And <laughs> again, I don't need to see your face. I know the face you're making. Yep, sure am. And I like I said, always valued sticking with the boys. And there's a lot more that went into it, but it would take a very long time to explain everything. So I'm just yeah. gonna leave it at that. Like sure. I just I, I enjoy playing with the same group and growing on an already set foundation. And I feel like if I joined PK or that roster, there would have been like weird shoes for me to fill and more pressure yeah. to perform. I think it, it would have just been like a different, uncomfortable situation. I'm sure given a few weeks or like months of scrims or whatever, I would have gotten used to it and used to like the way they play the game. But uh, yeah, I just finally made a decision to stay together. Yeah. But, uh, for I do feel really bad for Zap. Like, sure. I, what we did to him was very scummy, and I hate doing that. And it's it's just very lame to do that to anyone. Yeah, I hear you. Um, for my two cents, uh, I don't think it's scummy at all to consider offers uh, like within forty eight hours of the season ending. Like, I don't know. It just mm -hmm. it, it it seems crazy to me, and it's so much easier for me from an outside perspective to understand that it's a business and that you should do what's best for your career and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I've just always been such a big proponent for that. And I think that staying together, I mean, obviously it, you guys are looking really good, all that kind of stuff, but I don't think anyone, and, and you and I talked at length at, at the time as well um, yep. about how it's crazy for someone to lock themselves to a roster and then not even hear other offers. Um, I think that that's just like, psychotic like I, I just can't yeah, I, I just can't imagine doing it well i think the main reason my team wanted to do it was so we wouldn't have to go through the stress of other <laughs> offers how'd that and, work out for you yeah really good <laughs> well it's just vin and last we're gonna turn down all the offers that they got and we're just going to tell people no sure and then jake's door slash dms were still open so it's like bad to last and vin because they're already like saying no to offers and not considering anything and not DMing anyone in that like current like opening of roster apocalypse. Sure. So they they felt wronged by that because like if if Jake would have just told them that he was going to consider other offers, they could have been considering other offers at the same time. Right. I'm just and saying that they should have been. I th I I think that yeah. everyone should be. That should. It, well. It, I understand that's not how it works. 100% is not 100%. And now we know. So. And now we know for sure. Uh, Benji, you, you, I think you were sick on content day, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about your offseason. What was your offseason journey like? How did you end up on the roster you did? Um, it wasn't too exciting. The main thing for me was kind of just deciding if I was still going to keep playing. Because um, I'm also, or I was taking classes. They just finished, but mm. they ended up all being online. So... I was able to balance that with SPL pretty easily. Nice. But yeah, it, it really wasn't too crazy. I wasn't trying to do anything too wild. <laughs> I heard... Uh, like some people. Were, yeah, I heard one... Yeah. I, I don't know if it was just confusion whenever Paul and Scary joined, but 
the initial thing I heard was that Paul and Scary were joining, and you were going to jungle, and Scary was going to solo, and then yeah, it got we, swapped. Is that was that a conversation? We decided to tell everyone that I was going to jungle and Scary was going to go solo just to mess with people. But th- there was no way that I was about to grind ranked and learn how to jungle. Did Bro, I? that's what everyone <laughs> no I talked to said. I was like, no way, Benji's going to just roll swap and have to like relearn everything. No way. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was always the scary jungle, not the not the bungle. Yeah, the bungle uh, I'm lucky. Actually, a thing. The bungle would have been fearsome. There, there's no yeah, doubt it, in my mind. It would have been, but m- the, maybe another year. Maybe another maybe year. Next year. Yeah. yeah. How uh, you you brought up deciding whether or not to play Benji? How, how long is it? Like a year to year thing for you at this point? Do you have an idea of how long you want to keep playing? Um. Yeah. It's kind of just every year. I, I've pretty strongly considered quitting. Um. For for different reasons, like at, at some points I've been pretty unhappy with like the state of the league. Um, like personally, I still don't think SPL should be a land league, but that, that's mm-hmm. kind of like a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it makes playing SPL like a huge commitment. Whereas before, when it was just online, like you could do school, like you could even like have another job and play SPL. But now it's basically mm-hmm. an entire career commitment, and it's not really the the greatest career. It doesn't really have that many paths out of it. Unless you're becoming like a streamer or something, mm-hmm. so yeah, agreed. And you're, yeah. and, but that's your path, right, Benji? You're going streamer mode right after this. Yeah, full full streamer <laughs> mode, full cam girl mode. You know how. You, uh, I see the hot. There's hot a great tub. space for a hot tub right behind you, right there. Who needs a couch, yeah. bro? Get that out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. The the I, I I'm I'm happy that the roster apocalypse video went well. Oh, I see. I saw a lot of people talking about um, the Valkyries without any of the Valkyries players here. Um, I thought it would be too weird to try and get all all of their story uh, via mm-hmm. webcam. Neil was so so critical to the story that we we kind of forced that one over webcam, even though I wanted to keep it all on in person interviews. Plus, the Valkyrie story is a little bit more self contained. They didn't really mix around with other players. It was a will they won't they sort of thing. Um, and I, and once they get here, I, I will do a, I'm trying to do a video on exclusively their story, but, um, that's just to answer a lot of questions I saw. And going back to the bias, man, I, I saw a lot of comments like they, they just hate the Valkyries because they didn't, because they didn't do anything for them. Like that, that's the kind of nonsense that that you're just seeing all the time, man. I don't know. Was the oceans a roster? Was oceans a roster? I think I did see oceans on some roster. I don't know if it was that one. Um, I mean, on, like the, on the lower end teams, like you, you guys let um, people submit for multiple rosters. Correct. So I remember hearing about like a bunch of different rosters that just had like combinations of the same players on them. Yeah. Like yep. seeing seeing some people on like three different rosters and oh, it's yes. like, what the fuck is going on? Yes, yeah. that uh, that that was consistently a thing. Um, yeah, the, just tons of different rosters submitted, and we and there were some good ones. There were some. Less good ones, uh, but you know that's a story for for Cooper's end of. Yeah, I, I want to ask how did how did old rival not get selected? Like, what was the selection process like for that? Cause yeah, I'm pretty sure you are a part of it, right, Edgar? I, I was, I was, um, yeah. and I'm comfortable talking about it because I do think that um, it's a fair question for sure mm-hmm. on old rival. I I pers- I I won't speak for anybody else, and it was obviously a group decision. Um, but for me personally. I was more in favor of the current Valkyries roster because of the recent performances over the last like two to three years from that team. Um, Mm -hmm. They were a bottom end SCC slash SOC team the last two years. Those players who kind of broke up and went their own ways. Uh, 
their, their last year in the SPL was not exactly uh, inspired. It wasn't horrible, but, um, you know, it was better than, than inbounds year before, for sure, um, because that's the obvious comparison that everyone's going to make is to that Scarabs roster, to the Valkyries roster. Um, but I just think that that team hadn't done enough in the last three years uh, competitively to override the potential of a Johnny team, a zero, like zeros Johnny as a core who, who would play together and looked very good. Um, and it, it, that, that was like Johnny's potential was a huge factor for me in, in him coming, uh, in him coming in like zeros and Johnny had just dominated SCC versus the, the old rival roster that got relegated from it. So it, I was pretty, I was pretty heavily in favor of, of the Valkyries personally. Yeah, it's fair enough. I didn't really follow like EU SCC at all. I was kind of surprised seeing that they ended up at the bottom. Yeah, like, they yeah, got I relegated. I don't know if that was just them not carrying it. Well, they got relegated. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it had to have been right. The, those guys are are, are talented. Uh, it had to have been them not caring. But I just don't think it's fair to go. Oh well, we didn't care. You shouldn't take that result seriously. Yeah. When guys like Johnny did care, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And I've been putting in that work. So the, I've I've been pleasantly surprised uh, with with how that team has done in EU SCC. They're near the top of the league over there, and they uh, and they've been playing pretty well. So I hope that they continue playing well and can come to land whenever that's possible and um, and prove us wrong. You know that that's the way I feel about it. But I feel I feel very validated um, with how that uh, with how that worked out. Um, all right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some some friendship league slash uh, some Twitter <laughs> drama that went on. Benji, I loved your tweet, man. That if it was a friendship league, you and Clow would be absolutely gunning it down every we game. Would be, we would be absolutely running. Like, <laughs> Clow would, would be have playing a team like idiots, and we would be last place, and we would be having so much fun, dude. Like you don't even know. Like Jean Quy made a, a for Clow, like absolutely just in between towers, whatever. The Clow Vulcan, yeah. of course, um, iconic. Yeah, I don't absolutely know. Iconic, yeah. Benji, we'll we'll kick it off with you, like. What what are your general thoughts on that? Because I, I think it's obviously nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty obviously nonsense. And I think most of the good points have been made on Twitter already. But, you know, I mean, m most people, like, no, knowing, like, kind of the behind the scenes of, like, the roster apocalypse stuff, like, people aren't really making decisions, like, heavily based on, like, friendship. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, if there's two players who are close, like, a lot of times the team will pick, like, who they think they would work better with, which in a team game is completely understandable. But no one's, like, putting their friends on a team and locking people out of the league. Like, that's that's honestly absurd. Right. So, yeah. Barry, yeah, your thoughts? I don't think people should look at it like you're going to put everyone, like, a tier list of, like, best possible performances and then just pick all of your favorite players off of that. Like, there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes. Like you're literally working or like scrimming with these people on a daily basis. You're having talks with them outside the game. You're watching SPL together. Like you're spending a lot of time with these people. So you better enjoy being on a team with them or it's going to be a really rough year for you. Mm -hmm. And I think we've seen that in the past with a few super teams where their ideologies of how they want to play the game just clash, but they are really good players but they just have different ways of wanting to play the game. And I think getting along is very important, as Benji said, in a team-based game where everyone has to be on the same page for your team to do well. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, like, I agree with what, what I think it was fine who tweeted it. Like, instead of saying, oh, these 
friendship league. These people don't deserve to be in. Like, name the person you think is not good enough, and then name the better replacement that, you, that mm-hmm. who's willing to come to land. And like Benji said, it's a big commitment to play SPL these days. Um, whatever things are back to normal, so you know not everyone can do it. Like, you're looking at guys like Pagan. Uh, he he's just not able to play SPL quite yet. So. I think that Pagon will get a shot. He should get a shot whenever it's his time. That dude's a beast, but he can't. So until then, you know, Crimson, another dude, really good. Can't play SPL right now. So I just don't think that there's anyone waiting in the wings who really wanted to play SPL who deserved it over any current SPL player um, mm-hmm. is my thoughts. I don't know if you guys have a differing opinion on any on any of that. I think some people really want like a bunch of fresh new faces in the league every year. And I think this year was We have a decent amount this year. Yeah, I think we have a decent amount this year. Plus we got a decent amount last year. Yeah. Plus we went from ten to eight teams. Uh, I think season five or season six. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah like, the league has gotten downgraded a ton, that's a solid point. Like there's just less room for new teams right now. Yeah, like what did we have before? We had like sixteen teams, like eight. Yeah, there used to be eight and eight. Yeah, Like, I think if if we went to what Benji said earlier with like an online league, where there can be a lot more teams, and then we have like lands, it would make a lot more sense for a lot more people to come into the SPL new. If there are relegations and a lot more, I guess like a wider, um, I guess like competitive setting. But right now with eight. It's just really hard to push in new players. But I think we have been doing that really well. And I think if you push out the familiar faces that have been playing the game for a long time and push in like new players every year, no one will want to be a Smite Pro if your like competitive like lifespan is like two years. Right. Like there's no reason for people to commit their entire life for two years to move to SPL, especially if, it, if it's all a land league. It's just really hard to make that life decision, in my opinion, to continue to like to recycle very frequently. Yeah, you got to have some staying power. Um, yeah, it's also different in MOBAs because in MOBAs, like your knowledge kind of just gradually builds and keeps getting bigger every single year. Yep. Like it's a lot harder. Like imagine someone just like who started playing Smite like a year or two ago, like how are they going to catch up to like our like you know combined like 10 years yeah. maybe even more like it, it's way too much at this point like however much competitive experience we have like that that would be such an insane learning curve yeah i mean mike sure. is mike definitely comes to mind he started playing season two and was in the pro league by season three um yeah but even look at how much he like his play style and, and like how much different he plays now to to how he played back then so yeah, I mean, it, it took him a while to get going. You know, his first few uh, years rough. of performances weren't... They were a little rough. <laughs> well, a little, a little bit rough. A little All bit those rough. Tobek plucks being missed back then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. those were going out the window. But, you know. <laughs> Listen, that's why he stuck to the Geb and the Athena. You know, you're not messing those up nearly as much. And, and he was just the, the shield zap boy for a little bit. And that, and that was working for him. Yep. Yeah. Just took him some some time to graduate from uh, from yeah. that for yeah. sure. Transform um, inside and outside of game. Yeah, dude, it is so it is so crazy. Like even looking at pictures of Mike from last year, like 
It, yeah. It is just wild, bro. That guy is. Yeah, he he hit the Jets, dude. That's insane. Yeah. He yeah. He's one of like the biggest transformations I've ever seen on anyone. Like, not it just, was like, so fast. It was like so. I can't believe how fast it happened too. Yeah, it is wild. But that's a good point, NoobTube. That uh, SPL has a lot of glow ups. There's a, there's a lot of people who have gotten in really good shape. Gormizer as well, of course. Uh, someone mm-hmm. who comes to mind. His transformation just absolutely wild. Um, all right, let's get to the Twitter trash talk now, shall we? Uh, <laughs> Barry, your your teammate Venenu, yeah, he kind of he kind of went off the this weekend on Twitter. What? But not even talking about what he was saying or the interaction or anything. I want to know your reaction as all of it's happening because I can imagine it, it it's uh, it's a little bit more it's a little bit fun to to watch your teammate do that. I was doing the Hazer interview and no one cared about me and uh, Hazer doing the interview together. The entire chat was literally just talking about Vin and Hurry going back and forth on Twitter the whole time. He stole your spotlight. Spamming, like, go look at Twitter, go look at Twitter. No one cares about what me and Hayes were talking about. So I missed the Stay Salty Tower Boy, like, at the beginning of that. And I joined TeamSpeak later, and everyone's just dying. And, (laughs) like, I mean, Vin destroyed Hurry on Twitter. And I fully support that. I think it's very healthy for the league. And I think it's very healthy for Vin in particular because it boosts his confidence and he just feels like he destroyed Hurry. And very, very good for Vin. Very good for the league. Um, I think we'll see where it goes from here because we had a lot of trash talk this weekend. I think it's the most SPLs ever trash talked on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Ever. Yes. So as long as it stays like semi-friendly and no one gets like too butthurt about things it'll be good but if people like genuinely start getting angry and start hating other people in the league over like some banter on twitter i think that's where it'll be bad but right now it's at like it's healthy beginnings yeah as long as it yeah as long as it just doesn't get too crazy i fully support it as long as it sticks to gameplay only and you know and it is not over the top uh, I think it'll all be really, really good. Benji, who are you? What solo laner are you going after um, with your with your fourth tweet in, in for season eight? I mean, I don't know, dude, because I I kind of like all the other solo laners. I don't really unlucky. I don't know. I don't have beef with anyone, but yeah, I don't know. Tower Boy is definitely one of my favorite tweets I've ever seen. Dude, come on. That, 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 that needs a Hall of Fame spot. Like, that is <laughs> absolutely iconic. I'm going to try. I'm going to talk to Ajax this week about trying to put a, a Tower Boy title in Smite. Like, in, oh, no. in Tower Boy and Tower Girl. Like, come on, man. That It's too good. Now, the question is, whenever we eventually print shirts for it, should be should it be a Bolts logo <laughs> with Tower Boy or should it be a Dragons logo with Tower Boy? Like, that... That's the real question. Uh, probably would have to say "Stay Salty Tower Boy" with a bold logo, and then have a Tower Boy Dragon shirt. Mm. Okay, I, I could be buy I could be buying that. Or like a jersey in the Dragon store that just says Tower Boy across the back. Yep, I think that'd be good. Oh, someone. Okay, so whoever whoever commits and buys a Dragon's jersey and writes Tower <laughs> Boy on the back and tweets it is gonna get mad clout like instantly. Mm-hmm. That person's gonna. For the impressions alone, someone in this chat should better better be doing it because that's going to be too good. Um, yeah, just replace I... the hurry wind jersey with the tower boy. Exactly, jersey. exactly, yep. dude. <laughs> Don't tell anyone they think they're getting a hurry wind jersey. It says tower. <laughs> <laughs> we we take it we take it out of the the website. You can only get tower boy instead. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe it did affect the dragons' mental because they they definitely did not look good today. But 
I, I thought it was fun. You know, Panda and, and Zap going at it beforehand mm-hmm. um, was a lot of fun. Their back and forth is always entertaining. They've been doing that for years. Yeah, we all know it's Zap is kind of Panda's kryptonite, though. He really is, like, dude. It's a bit unsuspecting, but if you look at the results, it's like <laughs> he's really not beating Zap anytime. Yeah. Dude, he's not. The last three worlds all losing to Zap. And pandas yeah. play well, but yeah, for sure. I mean, Zap, he's kind of he's kind of got his number. That's. I mean, most people would probably consider Panda to be the better hunter. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. that's like a crazy take. But, no, not at all. You know, but Zap, uh, you know, he's bringing more he than just it. the mechs. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's bringing that leadership mentality for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should talk a little bit about your guys's games this week. Um, because Bear, we we talked last week about how this was a big week for you guys. Yep. Big test. Um, you wanted to go one and one at the very <laughs> least. You went one and one. Uh, are you happy with the result of your games this week? Uh, kind of happy. Really happy with how I played against Dragons. And it kind of felt like we never really got off the ground against Kings. And that felt really helpless. Because I was like, turn the ball, wanting to rotate, wanting to make plays on the map. And we just couldn't. Yeah, and game one, I literally got hit by every Jansol. Loving that game. <laughs> I said it on cast. The first time. one where you're just like running away and it clips you. I'm like, Barra's <laughs> gonna be so pissed about that one, dude. And then my ult is like 0.2 seconds from getting off the ground, so I yep. die. Fantastic. Yep. And then later I get hit for 1k at the tier two, and then at the final fight at our duo Phoenix, I get hit for 1k off the Arthur Bigel. Love that. Yeah, I really participated in that game. And then game two, we got a little better. We weren't, like, getting stomped, but we just, like, weren't grouping and playing well in, like, the 3v3. And we were just making a lot of mistakes that we wouldn't normally make. And it was just really bad by us, honestly. Like, we should have, we got first blood, but we couldn't do anything on the map with the first blood, which felt really bad. Because I was, I was, like, 800 gold up and, like... yeah five or six minutes and i was like oh i just steamroll duo but we literally couldn't do anything duo side and i'm like i can't do anything duo side i can't rotate with turn like what am i doing like there's no reason for me to have this lead if i can't do anything with it and i think we just played bad i think we also drafted pretty poorly into what they were going to do we knew exactly what they were going to do and we just thought our picks on that day or today was going to do way better than it did yeah. like that was it was so bad how sad were you whenever you dashed into the Ymir wall and then genetics just canceled it and you were just oh, like sitting yeah. there? <laughs> it was so funny, man. Yeah, I was thinking about like insta dashing off of it and just hoping like the mind game that he cancels the wall. And then I just sat there and I was like, oh, I'm just dead. <laughs> I think that was right off another like Arthur Biggle. Like, yep. Harry literally like Biggleted me every team fight. I was. Something about something about you and Janisalt. Something about Harry and running you down with King Arthur, bro. You can't you can't get away from it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that set. And I got, like, raw sniped, like, three times the second game. Like, I don't... I could not... Like, BMT literally just owned me that set. If I, He's so hacking, bad. bro. He's really good, man. That, that whole team is good. They're fun to watch. They play They yep. play a, a little bit of a different style, but... Um, I say it every time I cast them. I, I just love... They look like they've been playing together for a really long time. And yep. only Twig and Harry have played together before. So, that's, uh, that's really impressive to me, for sure. Um... Ben, for you, you guys went 2-0 this week, uh, looking looking a lot better. But before we get into this week, actually, i got to ask. 
The game where scary is like 9 and 0 in 9 minutes. Oh, then you and Cyclone get a little, uh, you got to play a little fast and loose there for a little bit. Like, what, yeah, what was that game like? Trolling. Yeah, a little kinda, bit. <laughs> kind of thought we won it before it was over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Was so. that like, a, was was scary? Like, that was Scary's first big game out of the jungle, too. I felt so bad yeah. for him. He's like, all right, guys, I'm doing it. And then, like, it just started going a little wrong. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I felt bad for Scary in that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That yeah, that, that was kind of just bad. I don't know. I mean, it, there isn't too much to say about that. Sure. Sometimes I, I was kind of surprised that they were even able to come back, yeah. even though I entered a bit. But you know, it happens. It does happen. All right, let's talk about this week then. Um, Scary is looking a lot better. You guys, in general, like we talked a little bit about earlier, just playing around your side of the map a little bit more. Have, have you guys felt that improvement? Are you are you uh, expecting to continue this kind of run? Yeah, I mean, I'd say that playing around solo is pretty natural for Scary, given that he was a solo laner. Right. And he, he's definitely getting used to jungle. Like, he's, you know, kind of filling those shoes pretty quickly. Faster than I would have expected, because it's probably the highest learning curve of any role, mm-hmm. at least in competitive. I mean, like in ranked, you can literally just play jungle and run around and get a kill on every single gank. But yep. It's not like that in SPL, you know? <laughs> no. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy with Scary so far. Paul, uh, the, the Valkyries... Go ahead. No, sorry. Talk about the Valks. Yeah, the, the, the Valkyrie set was pretty easy. I kind of farmed them. And then our most recent set was a, a bit more difficult. But yeah, like like our first game, we, we had a massive lead and didn't really capitalize on it at all, which mm-hmm. is something we obviously need to work on. Yeah. But yeah, as, as I said, for this team in general, like I think like my, my, my expectations for our results aren't really short term at all. Because, you know, we, we have like a first time jungler. We have like a core who doesn't have synergy yet like it's gonna mm-hmm. take time mm-hmm. your uh your backline kind of went absolutely wild in that warrior set though like cyclone yeah. and paul are both playing at a super high level right now i that's got to be the best feeling as a solo laner to like just take all yeah, the pressure off of them and just let them like and just see them killing everyone around you dude being in a backpack is like the best feeling in smite <laughs> especially when you're someone who like to be honest has to carry a lot of games yeah. like throughout my career yeah like did the at times like the cyclone and paul backpack is massive it has like a lot of space dude like i can fit in that thing you can put so, the hot tub in there you could you can yeah. start streaming from there <laughs> yeah that's the that's the cam girl setup but yeah i mean like paul paul was going absolutely insane versus former team like dude, i was watching the janice game like i, I was dead a lot because you know unlucky they were focusing you like all that kind of yeah stuff. I, I got the i got the first person experience of the janice gameplay like he, he was going off like that that was actually nuts yeah i mean there, so many sick plays from paul cyclones one play by like the order side blue buff is high where everyone's running and he's like all right i guess i just gotta kill my way out that was like some john wick level stuff bro he just like turned and killed everybody yeah he just got those aoe auto crits were just disgusting yeah is Heim good like 400 400 400 like yeah <laughs> it's just i hate the build i'm sorry i that build's so OP. Man. yeah it, it must be so unfun to play that and just kill everyone in front of you. <laughs> Dude, it is we all feel so bad for you man we feel so bad for you all right Screw you guys. <laughs> it's a Backliners podcast. I'm trying to help you guys. What do you mean you you're trying to help us? Okay. Yeah, you're. Try- I guess you are. I, you're helping the, the front line, I suppose. The build's so OP, I don't even want to build it. That's the thing. And yeah. you literally just get to watch Cyclone literally 1v4. 
Like, he played it well, don't get me wrong. But he literally... It's... Yeah. All right. Brand's no, over. I mean, he, he held left click and he hit those AoE autos. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they did big red numbers worth of damage. Big yep. red numbers, which is always uh, which is always what you love to see. Um, I, I was just about to say, we should probably get wrapping up soon, but I think you guys are going to be playing soon. And sure enough, you guys are playing next week. You're, uh, you're going up against one another, I do believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next, Wait, yeah. yeah, next Sunday. The We're final just having game. no idea when we play anyone. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't have told him. He would have not shown up. Oh yeah, should, for I the second known. time. I think uh, it's good. That's that's gonna be a fun set, a good test for you guys, Benji. But surely you'll be able to just uh, obliterate Haddocks like little rookie doesn't know what's coming for him, right? Yeah, I mean he's been solid. I remember the first time we scrimmed them, like at the beginning of this year, he was looking a little shaky, but it. It looks like he's gotten his confidence, which is, you know, nice to see. Like, he's been solid, Julio's been solid. Like, it's really cool to see, like, new players, like, playing well. Yeah, I think all the... the spices it up a bit. Solo lane has looked really deep this year. Um, Save for your set, I thought Ducky's looked good for the vast majority of the year. You guys kind of gunned him down, but... um, Yeah. That's kind of how it goes. That team is five men on ping. Like, if if I was playing on EU servers, I would be hard inting every game. Yeah. 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 Impossible to say so. how good uh, how good that team is going to be until they get here for sure. Um, Barry, you and Cyclone, the, like two of the the one two of the only few players who have played in every split um, of the SPL. It's kind of like the old man match in that duo lane this week, huh? I thought Cyclone was young. He is, but you're old, so it's good enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just bring up the average age in that lane. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see uh, whose support runs it down harder in the duel <laughs> lane. Because Aurora's been looking kind of W key. Jake is always W key. So we'll see. We'll see how arena our set is. How many times that's did you? Uh, how many times did Jake go? Hey, I died, and I still had beads up today up against Twigs Nash. I don't want to talk about that. I don't <laughs> want to talk about that. You got to give him the beads lesson, bro. Frontliners are bad at using beads. Uh, I'm saying it. Dude, they either, like, press them when they don't need to on literally nothing or, like, just hold them because it's like, I can live. I don't need to press it. Yep. Yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it really do be like that. Just give them thorns again. They know how. To, they know when to press that. They know. Yeah. They know dude, especially when, when you can thorns while getting CC'd. I miss that, dude. Yeah, we yeah. all we all miss that a lot. Oh, yeah. Let's Athena taunt this guy, and I'm going to crack at him. As long as he doesn't thorns, I'm not. And then I'm dead. Like... I'm gonna Ross up this guy. I hope he doesn't talk. Like <laughs> I'm just dead every time I'm CC, bro. <laughs> I hated that stuff. I hated it. Yeah. We can buff it as long as that doesn't come back. You know, we can we can buff it as long as that doesn't come back. Oh I crap! Think it's absolutely crazy that Thorns isn't meta in a full crit every game meta. Like Thorns has to be absolute dog if Soliners aren't building it yeah, right it, now. I mean, it got nerfed into the ground. Like first, yeah. you can't use it while getting CC'd. Like, they also put, like, the damage, like, the amount of damage that could return, like, limit on it. Yep. And yeah. then they, like, nerf the amount of damage you return. I, I remember building it at the beginning of this year because I was like, yeah, dude, I love building thorns. And then it was just, <laughs> it was just terrible. Surely, <laughs> well, like... That was kind of depressing. Surely Kuzinbo has got to be good in this meta against crit, right? Like, how come we don't see that god at all? I mean, if you could go bluestone Kuzinbo, I would, but... <laughs> I was going to say, like, what role? Like... Just, put a, just put him in support, man. He doesn't get any gold. Kuzma needs gold to be good, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, benevolence. Just, like yeah, that. just don't go benevolence. Just go just go sentinels instead. You'll get more gold. 
Do you? Yeah, you get more gold than benevolence. I think. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Now that after the after compassion gets buffed to have the GP five as well, that might not be true anymore. Oh, one thing. Can we stop putting gold and experience on items? Sure, man. I'm on it. Like I gilded should not be a thing. Ornate should not be a thing. Benevolence, I don't understand. I don't know why it's a thing. Like we've always tried to avoid this, and then this year it's like. Oh, you get free gold in dual lane. Oh, you're already going to be level 20. You finish ornate. Oh, you get Deathbringer two seconds later. I don't, I don't get it. Remember at the beginning of the year when we were going over Hunter Starters and, I, and we were going over Gilded and you were like, yeah, it's really fun and it's good. But like, I think at the time Hunter's Cowls everyone was building. Like Hunter's just feels way better in lane. And I yep. said... Isn't getting free gold just really OP on your roll? And you were like, yeah, but... Dude. Remember it that? Was, it was different times. Yeah. yeah. I also was one of the main gilded buyers. You were. You were. I, I will give you that credit. You uh, you were. Oh, also I remember when I said benevolence, just oh. giving your carry free gold is also pretty good. And you're just creating gold out of nowhere. I know that item needed some buffs, but like... I knew it was going to be broken eventually. It had to be. Because yep. it, no one's going to let the supports get farmed, right? No hunter is going to watch the enemy support give up farm to get them ahead and then not complain to their support to do the same. Like, that's yep. just not how the way of the, the duo lane works. It's just yeah, not. I just I just don't think Benevolent should be an item. And I don't think Guild should be an item either. Sure. Yeah, fair and enough. just lame items. Um, I agree. All right, so I didn't think of a random question of the week. Uh, oh. It's almost like we do this every week, Wait, but no, it was I the, forgot. It was the weird food that you think they Oh, you yeah, I did. Thing, I'm so. so smart for messaging you. Thank you, Barra. Okay, so as a kid, everyone does some weird food thing, right? Like mm -hmm. you dip something in something else, and it's really gross, but you did it as a kid, and no one should judge anyone for how gross their thing is about to be on the podcast, okay? That's all I'm about to say. Benji, you can go last because you, you, you're you being ambushed by this. So think of some weird food thing that you liked as a kid. Um, because I'll start it off. No way it's going to be grosser than mine. When I was a kid, I used to dip baby carrots in strawberry milk in order to eat them. That was my favorite way to eat baby carrots. Was in <laughs> Benji's face. That's not even like a sauce, though. That's not like no, it isn't. And ranch, like it, it doesn't even like the milk wouldn't even like stick. It like, doesn't. No, nope, even... it just tastes vaguely of strawberry. <laughs> like you just needed a vague hint of strawberry with your carrots <laughs> to get them down. Yeah, it wasn't okay. good, man. It grosses me out to think about it now, but I swear that was the only. And I'm sure my mom like looked on in horror. She was like, "What, <laughs> like moron kid did I birth?" But he was eating. I was eating my carrots, and that was good enough for her. So that's that. That was mine. Barrow, what was yours? Uh, I did two weird things. Uh, so after I would eat cereal, I would spoon the milk into my mouth for a while because <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't want to drink it out of the bowl initially. No, I, I don't too. Know why. It was delicious. It was like ice cold, and it had like cereal flavor. So I was like, right. I was savoring it. Uh -huh. And then my second one was like a snack that my family told me about. Um, you basically made an Eggo waffle, but you put cheese on it in like a toaster oven. And then oh. you would like stack the waffle as like a sandwich. So it'd be like a waffle, a slice of cheese, and a waffle. And you put like syrup over it. 
And Whoa. I didn't realize that that was weird until I told Destiny about that. And she was like, you put cheese on a waffle? That is hella weird, for sure. That is weird, yeah. It's I would delicious. try it, though. I would try it. That's the thing about it is that I, like, I'm not mad at it. It's weird, but I'd try it once at the very it's least. Delicious. Like All a right. grilled cheese waffle? Yeah, a grilled yeah. cheese waffle would be kind of banging. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I was just saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Uh, me yeah, it's totally me too. What about you, Ben? Did you have a weird one when you were younger? I don't, I've been thinking about it this whole time. Like, I don't want to cop out, but I actually can't think of anything. Just too normal. Just too yeah, normal well, for us. The, the thing is, like, when I was a kid, for whatever reason, I just... I was like a super picky eater. Like I'm, I'm not now. Like I'll literally eat anything. But when I was a kid, I was like a really picky eater. Mm-hmm. So I'd just be eating like plain pasta and shit. Yeah, I, I so was. A big I wasn't doing anything too guy. crazy. Butter noodles was the way when I was a kid. What is plain yeah. pasta? Like literally like no just sauce. like pasta with no sauce. Like yeah, but you'd put. I guess you put I guess Parmesan that's cheese weird. on it. Like, <laughs> weird, my <Mike. laughs> Like just, just I, that, that that is some serial killer shit. Like I'll be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's a weird one. <laughs> Wait, did you put the little Parmesan, do you sprinkle the Parmesan cheese or no? No, dude, just straight up. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I did just Parmesan cheese as a kid because I didn't like tomato sauce. But yeah, uh, yeah, that is is definitely really weird. Uh, Benji, I know you're a big rap fan. Thoughts on the new J. Cole album? I have not listened to it. I'm not a J. Cole fan. Not a J. Cole fan. Well, there you go. It's trash. You've... uh, We all know. And that's how it's got to be. J. Cole did make his professional basketball debut in the Africa Basketball League, and he had, like, three points and three rebounds, and it was yeah, awesome. I, I saw a tweet about that saying, like, dude, it was just running around. He, <laughs> he had, like, really was. He had, like, zero stats in, like, 17 minutes. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was just running around the court in circles. Imagine being, the net, like, the best guy on the bench, and you're just watching J. Cole run around and take your minutes. You're like, dude, what is this, man? <laughs> like, this is so lame. That was uh, insane. So yeah, he's yeah he got some good cardio in there. Um, all right, well that's gonna do it for the Backliners podcast this week. Thanks for everyone for tuning in as per usual. Benji, thanks for taking the time and uh, and coming on. It was a pleasure to have yeah, you. Um, make sure you guys are giving us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and checking out all the other prediction shows. Also, we have merch. So buy that. There was a link in the chat earlier on. You can find it um, in the YouTube link if you're watching it there or in the podcast description if you're listening. So uh, thanks for listening. We're watching and we will see you guys next week. Barry, you know what to do. Bye. Oh no, your mic cut out. Do it again. Bye. Wait, okay. You're peaking your mic. Do it again. What? Do you want me to get close? No, 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 no. No, the opposite of that. The opposite of that. Bye. There it is. To lean all the way back. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.